stumbled onto the sleeping giant. Let's broaden our minds. Welcome back to the Sleeping Giant Podcast. I'm your host, Grayson Marcotte. We are less than one week away from the release of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. So I have here with me today, William Marcotte, and we're going to be talking about our hopes, dreams, maybe some of our fears, and our just general attitude towards uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and, and what we hope to see in the film, or maybe even what we hope to uh, not see in the film. Um, but we hope you enjoy the discussion, and we look forward to discussing it with you all in emails and comments after the show. So, enjoy. Will, you there? I'm here. Excellent. I am. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that uh, I finally have you here, um, folks. For those of you that don't know, uh, Will Marcotte is in fact my brother, and is also. Um, I would say that you are a part of the Sleeping Giant. Behind the scenes, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and if you can't tell that that is his voice in the uh, the opening theme for the show. So <laughs> thanks again for that. Hey, of course. So uh, Will, um, we have next week. It is upon us next week. The Last Jedi. Mm. Oh God. Will be really. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so happy. Right. Um, so yeah, um, all sorts of questions, a little bit of anxiety. Um, what 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 are you thinking, man? What's what's going to happen? Well, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, I mean, obviously nobody, but you know, the people working on the movie are absolutely sure what's going to happen. Um, you know, there was that script leaked a couple years ago or last year, um, where you know, Ray is a reincarnation of the chosen one and there's all this stuff going on. I, I don't know how much stock we can put into stuff like that, but I can say that I'm really excited for Luke to be a new kind of character. And, and, and you know, obviously I don't want to go too far into things already. If you're, if you had more to say about something else, but Oh no! Um, go ahead. I, I will say that I had not heard about a script leak. That's news to oh, me. Oh, okay. Well, it it calling it a script leak is lending credit to it where it might not be due. Um, rather, it should be said that someone on Reddit came out with a story that they said were for the Last Jedi, mm. and it's as most conspiracy theories or as most fake leaks are just believable enough. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Where, yeah. where it, mm -hmm. there's enough absurdity in it to where you're, you're immediately thinking, okay, this is fake, but then there's enough believable material to think, okay, well, maybe there is some credence. It can be lent to this, but all that being said, um, what I what I think is going to happen is that I'm sure by now you've seen all these people posting pictures of the posters of there's the villain poster and the hero poster 
and um, Luke is in the back of both of them. Right. Mm. And some people see that as ominous. I personally see that as just really interesting and exciting because I think what's going to happen with Luke, he was the kid in the original Star Wars movies. He was the person we were supposed to identify with, whether we were in our youth or whether we weren't. And, you know, even in Return of the Jedi, the last movie in the original trilogy, he's still younger than like Han, Chewie, Lando, all these other characters. Obviously, Leia's the same age, exactly the same age. Um, but which is funny because, uh, Han typically refers to or often refers to Luke as kid. Right. And it's interesting to not only see him mature physically in this new movie, but I think that, and I hope it's not too heavy handed, but I feel like what he's going to be is someone to whom the light side and the dark side are, I want to use the word irrelevant, Mm -hmm. but it might be more accurate to say the same or maybe extremes of something that shouldn't be extremes. I'm I'm having a hard time articulating it, but that he will be fighting for what he personally thinks is the right thing. And it has nothing to do with adhering to any sort of light or dark order. Right. No particular tenant. Right. Yeah. So Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, as far as what I was thinking would happen or how the story would go, I feel particularly when Luke says it's time for the Jedi to end. I think, I think he's talking about that particular, just that the whole sort of um, the light side and the dark side being diametrically opposed to one another is in, in fact, what creates the imbalance to begin with, because if you're leaning too far to one side, then, you know, that's that's not good for anybody. So mm-hmm. if you just sort of, if you just erase that and make them irrelevant, sort of, as you were saying before, then um, then there wouldn't really be a problem, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, so I, I, I kind of feel like maybe that's the way that's going to go. And speaking of Luke... The light side, dark side poster, or hero villain, whichever way you want to frame mm-hmm. that, I think it's interesting because one of the questions that I had was, um, and, and I've had this question, and, and other people that I know have had the question also: Will Luke fall to the dark side? So that that's a question, mm-hmm. but I would frame that a different way, and I would say, would he embrace the dark side? going to it willingly. So there wouldn't be necessarily uh, a fall there. Mm -hmm. Sort of like, I'm going to enter this pool, go straight to the bottom and, you know, work my way back to the top. And until that, um, because I think that's the way that equilibrium would be achieved. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, I don't think you can strike that balance without going all the way from one side to the other Mm -hmm. first. And then, and then finding that balance. So then of course the next question is to what end? Yeah. You know, and, and would, would it be to, to pass that along to Ray and, and possibly, uh, Kylo Ben? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, that's an interesting thing to talk about because 
yes, it's not something I had considered before, but the dark side obviously has to be a part of both. If both are combined, um, what I was thinking earlier is you mentioned the reason there's imbalance is because the concept of balance is introduced. And if you were to just take away the scale, so to speak, that that's more like what the Jedi or the force should, because it's always seemed like the force as the name implies is just that a force that, Right, it's it's weightless, colorless. Right, it has no has no extreme. And so the users of the light side of the force, the dark side of the force, you know, this is something that's been ingrained in us for gosh, what's it been, forty years now. Um, mm-hmm. So to think about the well, the concepts are far older than that. Well, obviously, yeah, I mean, of course. Um, but specifically with George Lucas telling us, oh well, if there's well, maybe not him directly, but there's these things that people who adhere to the light side of the force can do. These are the things that people adhere to the dark side of the force can do. I hope that's not something they do in the movie is like, Oh, now Luke can use force lightning and, and can Jedi mind trick people and force push and all this. Right. Sort of, uh, kind of borrowing from the video games there. Right. Bit. Yeah. A little, little KOTOR. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I usually don't verbalize that acronym, by the way. <laughs> you don't want to be embarrassed going K-O-T-O-R? Um, I would usually just say Knights of the Old Republic. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's kind of how I choose to do that. But I've been saying KOTOR a lot more lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just kind of got stuck. Two syllables as opposed um, to seven you know i don't know i think kotor just sounds kind of cool you know i mean there's the acronym for queens of the stone age kotsa kotsa (laughs) you know that just sounds stupid (laughs) but kotor has kind of some weight to it Mm -hmm. um but uh so yeah i think i think um i think we might see i I think some questions are going to be answered but i also think that more questions will develop as a result of um of watching this Mm -hmm. film um, one of the big ones for everybody, of course, um, is, uh, who, who is, well, who is Ray? Who are her parents? Mm-hmm. I think that's the specific question. Um, now what was interesting to me about that is I think there was, um, there was an interview in Time Out and the, uh, I guess the London portion of Time Out, uh, where Daisy Ridley had been interviewed and she said, um, that she thought that Ray's parentage, that question had been answered in The Force Awakens, and it was very obvious, and then she kind of had a moment where she realized that maybe it wasn't so obvious mm. and other people just didn't get it. Um, so I I thought that was interesting. That was an interesting thing to say, mm-hmm. if it was that clear to um, if it was that clear to her. Um, you know, and because if, you're, if we're going for obvious, my guess would be that she was directly related to Han. I mean, you know, just all the parallels mm-hmm. between those two characters, their, their fascination and, uh, I guess their, their ability to, um, to pilot and as well as to, uh, I guess being me- mechanically inclined, right. You know, finishing each other's sentences, you know, <laughs> that, that whole thing. Uh, so, you know, that if, if it was going to be obvious, I, that's where I would put my money. Um, 
but then again, you know, there's just it didn't really seem like she was the daughter of Leia Organa either. Mm-hmm. You know, that didn't I didn't really get that. And you'd think she would know, right? You know, if that, if that were a child. So I well, it could have it could have been um, uh, she could have been Han's daughter without being Leia's daughter um, because they had been apart for a long time by then. Well, mm-hmm. and I thought that, but then there's because, the force sensitivity. True. You know, you would think that, that would be a, a Skywalker thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's, that's going to be, you know, um, from what I understand, that question is going to be answered in The Last Jedi. But uh, I also, and I can't remember who said this. It was one of the filmmakers. It may have, may have been uh, Ryan Johnson. I'm not sure. Um, I think he said that you are going to find out who her parents are, but ultimately it's irrelevant. Hmm to the story. So whatever that means, you know, I'm, I would think that was relevant, but <laughs> not, sure. okay. You know, whatever moving on. Um, one of the, um, one of the things that I was curious about though, and this kind of, this kind of goes into that other, um, that question, or rather I should say it, it really kind of belongs to, to Ray. Now that the force awakens has been, or has been out for a while and we've all seen it, at least a handful of times. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go back to one of the things that we had talked about before, and that was the subject of the island when Kylo mm-hmm. Ren is interrogating Ray. Yeah, you remember I see that? It. I see the island. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says, uh, uh, what did he say? Um, something to the effect of, you know, she's so lonely, so afraid to leave. Uh, you imagine an ocean. Now I see it. There's the island. So, I did find an answer to that. Uh, as you know, um, I've kept up with a lot of the sort of peripheral mm. literature and comics and things like that. And um, there is actually a moment and um, there is a, a young adult sort of um, short story. Um, I guess actually it's kind of a, a shorter book. Um, I don't own this one, but I do have um, I do have a, a small paragraph that i kept that uh that came from that book and it says that uh uh leia says to ray may the force be with you and uh those words were still echoing in ray's head as she flew the falcon high above octo rocky islands blanketed with beautiful green trees uh let's see ray recognized the landscape from her dreams she had imagined the place thousands of times without realizing it was waiting Mm -hmm. for her so, so that happened. Um, it, it was in fact Octo that she was seeing. So now the question is why? Hmm. I mean, the, there's a, there's a quick and dirty answer. Um, I think, and that's that maybe Luke was trying to reach out to her in some way. Um, but then again, he doesn't look like he's been expecting her necessarily when she arrives. At the end of the Force Awakens. That's true. Then again, he was just kind of waiting. Right. Or do you think maybe that was just because he's in the middle of nowhere and he heard the Falcon? Maybe. It's like, oh, a ship. Sounds a lot like the one that I spent a lot of time on 30, 40 yeah. years ago. Um, maybe I'll wait here at the top of this very long staircase. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, you know, I just, there, there are so many things I think that are going to, I have a very strong feeling that 
that whatever happens in the last Jedi is going to make a lot of people very, very happy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably going to be a bit divisive because I think it's also going to make a lot of people, um, I think it's going to disappoint a lot of people. Maybe so. Um, and for that reason, or rather not for that reason, but I think the reason being is I really think that things are going to happen and character developments will be made that don't necessarily shock and jibe with what maybe we were expecting mm. or hoping to see. Right. I think that's something that's going to happen. I mean, you know, we'll see. You you know, um, there are always things that you, that you like about a film and, and don't like about a film. So, you know, you kind of have to take the good with the bad mm. there. And and, and I was going to say that things that, that can't be changed, and, you know, obviously things happen in a movie, they happen in a movie, but I'm, what I mean to say is that basically irrevocable changes, things that can't be retconned in a later movie or in a book or anything like that, things that are going to be decisive changes or decisive reveals for these characters. So... For example, the trailer implies, even even though careful examination, you can tell that it's different. The trailer implies that Kylo Ren is reaching out to Rey, saying, um, I've forgotten the line. Um, but it's implied that those lines are said at the same time, that he's reaching out to her at the same time. Which could be nothing more than them trying to make an interesting trailer. And again, it could be they strike up some sort of alliance uh, during the film. Yeah, that could very well be. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm leaning, leaning towards that because I, I really, I think that Kylo Ren is an interesting villain because he's so, um, he, I mean, his, his motivations are pretty clear. You know, he wants to emulate his grandfather. He wants to be probably be Darth Vader, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Um, but you can also see that he he, he doesn't necessarily, he, I think he realizes that, or understood the cost, I mm-hmm. guess, of everything that he would have to give up um, to, uh, to fully become that, to fully embrace it. Sort of like, sort of, well, I guess a lot like Vader, because you know, I don't think that Vader was 100% legit. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't think that he was 100% dedicated to his cause. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, just that little piece of of love that he still had in his heart for Padme and uh God, it's so weird talking about prequel characters. <laughs> uh when I'm talking about, you know, these canon, these core characters because it's still the prequels and everything that happened in them still seems so fucking peripheral, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just irrelevant. So you know, even in Revenge of the Sith, I think when uh, Vader says Padme, it was just sort of like record record skip. When you know, when James like, no, Earl Jones no. said that, right? Yeah, so Larry that Sh- just did not work for me. No. Um, so <laughs> anyway, you know, just but the love that he had for his son, obviously, he kept that once he discovered that there was another Skywalker and it was in fact his son. And you know that that piece of him. It, there was always just a just you know a tiny um you know pen pinhole of uh of light in that that black cloud so even even vader wasn't wasn't uh fully dedicated to to his his own premise mm-hmm. 
But then again, maybe that's what Kylo meant when he said, I'm, I'm going to finish what you started. Mm, perhaps. You know, you got the ball rolling. I'm going to, you know, pick it up and, and carry it all the way. I don't know, man. Well, as, as we were talking about the, the dark side versus the light and if Luke basically does away with that, then Kylo Ren has said in, in the force awakens that I feel the pull of the light. So, so this, this dark side business isn't his natural, um, natural inclination. And I think that if Luke can successfully, assuming this is what Luke will be like in the last Jedi, if Luke can pull him away from the dark side to show him there, there really doesn't need to be a light side and a dark side. If he can get, um, both Ray and Kylo Ren to feel that or know that or whatever the case may be, in that case, then we could have two force sensitive heroes and that leaves, uh, only everybody's favorite villain, um, whose name escapes me right now. Uh, my brain keeps leaving only Snoke. Right. Snoke. Is that? Yeah. Supreme leader. That's Snoke. Him. Uh, and so nothing and nobody knows who this cat is. Right. We see, we see like, one. This movie is a week from. A week from its release, and nobody knows a goddamn. Well, it's thing. not Khan. I can tell you that. Right. I heard from J.J. Right. Abrams. It's not going to be Khan. Uh, and no one's ever lied about that before. Um, but yeah, we we've seen one new shot of him with his natural skin color. Which is strange. Right, and that's it. Well, there was a. I think there was an image that just came out in Entertainment Weekly. Oh. Where there's an up close shot of his face and he's kind of leering. And I noticed for the first time that he has eyebrows, which is strange. Mm. Uh, he looks like some sort of that's uncomfortable. lecherous goblin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was very uncomfortable actually. And I was like, I'll be damned. He's got eyebrows because when you just mentioned uh, that image of him with his, his natural skin tone or whatever, you know, not non hologram Snoke, I don't think he had eyebrows. Hmm. Uh, but but in this in this he does so maybe they thought that that would be a good call. I mean I think it was a good call because it's 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 upsetting to, to say the least. I, I don't like it. No, no um, joke. But yeah, so yeah, a week away and we still don't know who Snoke is, and that's become a meme in and of itself. I think <laughs> it, it's it's interesting to speculate who he is, but I mean ultimately it it may be irrelevant. I don't know. You know, as they said about Ray's parentage, which I personally, I think it's pretty important. Um, Snoke may be something else. He, I'm sure you're familiar with the Yuuzhan Vong, um, from the, from what's, the, what's now. Right. Legends. Correct. Yeah. That pretty much like the kibosh on that. Right. Like that whole. That whole thing, yeah. And so yeah, he and, could be something like that, some outsider mm-hmm. uh, creature or some outsider being. Uh, I would lean towards that because he's – I think it's been established that he is ancient, like thousands of years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and just if, if I may, to kind of you know bounce off that point, uh, all of the literature 
that is supposed to bridge the last trilogy to this trilogy, they hint at and um, they really drive towards the idea that Palpatine was like searching the galaxy and, and the edges of known space for some like origin or some source mm-hmm. to what he felt would would have been like the ultimate power in the universe and and so he had like all of these stations and and uh like outposts and um people that would sort of venture into what they call wild space i think Mm -hmm. to try to to try to find this so i as you said i wouldn't be surprised and i'm actually kind of hopeful that snoke is something that he found or um rather maybe snoke discovered one of one of those outposts or one of those uh what's the probes maybe mm-hmm. and that led him back to you know all our friends and family <laughs> um you know with the uh the uh, alliance or i guess what's now the resistance and and uh the first order right he um so, he could be a sith i think it's that the the sith weren't just an order of the dark side but a race of beings um, is it possible that he is a Sith? You know that I would have thought that, but I'm pretty sure that has been officially ruled out. Okay. I think that it was said, uh, and again, forgive me, I don't remember who said this, but I, I believe that it was stated that he is not a Sith Lord. Very, I remember that being like a very specific statement. Well, I don't, um, I don't mean a Sith Lord. I mean um, a, a member of that race, the Sith. Gotcha. If that's still considered canon that he could possibly be a member of that original race that began that order of the dark side. So maybe not a Sith Lord, but someone from a species that has been thought. Right. And again, I don't know if that's still canon or not. There's still a lot of stuff that, Oh, it it is most definitely because in, in the force awakens, uh, Maz says something about the Sith. I don't remember exactly, but I do remember her saying, saying the word Sith. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think she might have been talking to uh, to Ray. I, I really don't remember. But um, so yeah, that's that's definitely canon, um, which which is great because that's a tremendous storyline, and, and hopefully they'll explore that in the future. Although I'm sure you just heard, as we all did, that uh, Ryan Johnson shot down any hope of uh, of the new trilogy mm-hmm. involving the old Republic. So right, that that won't be a thing. <laughs> well, not this go around anyway. Sure. Maybe um, when the Disney overlords want more money. Hey, you know, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine because they, they gave us the Force Awakens. I sure. mean, you know, George came in and he was just like, hey, guys, technology's finally caught up to, to these films that I always imagined making. And <laughs> and then uh, and then he just sort of shat down Aww. our collective throats. I, yeah, I do. I, you know. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I got a lot of respect for... George Lucas as a visionary. I have a lot of respect for him as a, a very talented storyteller. Mm. Uh, you know, creating these stories, and you know, well, he probably had a little help telling the story. But you know, just you know, putting it all together, that you know, as an as a, an effects guy, George Lucas was a pioneer. He was a genius. Is a genius, presumably. Mm-hmm. Dude just can't direct a movie. Dude just can't write a script. Right. You know, and that's fine. That's fine. But unfortunately, he spent 
what, nine years proving to the world that he was incapable of doing so <laughs> and in the process disenfranchised an entire uh, couple of generations. So, sure. Congratulations, George Lucas. Woo! Yeah, so I'm I'm okay with Disney. I'm fine with sure. Disney. It's not like, you know, it's not. Well, I was gonna say it's not like they put Nazis in the Force Awakens, but uh, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh yeah. Um, well, anyway. it's real quick. I want to interject that to me, the most offensive thing about the prequels is how they sort of remove some of the wonder uh, from Star Wars, and and. I've always felt like, for example, there's Star Wars and Star Trek are the big, huge, colossal science fiction franchises. Mm -hmm. And that it's always felt to me that Star Trek is about understanding things. It's about learning about new cultures and learning about uh, philosophical questions that may seem obvious at first, but have multiple layers and all this stuff. And for example, when encountering a species that's entirely unfamiliar to you, do you base everything on your own experiences or your race's experience? Do you base everything on their experiences that you know only a little about all that stuff? It's about understanding. And that star Wars, excuse me, that star Wars is about the unknown. As I said before, it's the force. It's this unknowable not even presence it's a force of that is created and magnified and linked by living creatures and other living things. surrounds us binds the galaxy together it surrounds us uh what's the line uh obi-wan said surrounds us penetrates us binds the galaxy, galaxy together. together yoda's was a little different in the empire strikes back but all of that to be said that Star Wars is about the unknown. And then when you bring in things about midichlorians and uh, everybody in the Jedi Order dresses the same and there's all these things that the wonder is just sapped uh, right. once that comes up. And for example, Yoda's monologue, My Ally is the Force. Which, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, just Google it. But <laughs> right, um, luminous beings are we? Oh man, that's that's one of the best lines, not only in to me in cinema history, but in in history. It's, it's important for people to remember things like that. That it's not about what you think it is. It's not the physical. It's about the spiritual or the unknown, whatever you want to call it. And then he twirls a lightsaber around in episode two and three. And right. that's just not what he seemed like he would be in those movies. But all that to say, I thought after seeing the prequels that it was George Lucas's fault that all that wonder about the force was sapped away. But then there's a video in a, like a boardroom setting of George Lucas talking to some some writers or whatever they might be about what the Force is, and he nails it. And it was it was around the time the prequels were being made, and it just leaves me completely baffled as to how it ended up the way it did in mm. the prequels. So 
George, yes, he failed. But there was something in there. And let's we might as well draw some parallels to Darth Vader. Uh, at this point, you know, there was that massive failure, that dark cloud, but that light was still in there. George still had it, but it didn't come out. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you could see you could see a tiny glint of it in his eye in that picture that they took of uh, of him holding the lightsaber oh, no. of his Disney characters. <laughs> he looked so heartbroken. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you sell your soul. There's usually there's usually a little bit of remorse there. Mm-hmm. You know, especially Obviously, if you yeah. do still have that that little bit of light. Um, and that's you know I'm. I guess I shouldn't be so hard on the guy, but good riddance. Yeah, it's 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 less like overthrowing a dictator and more taking something away from a child who thought they knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's a pretty accurate analogy. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, and I mean, there are so many things that you could that you could get into and just sort of. Um, and kick around with uh, the ideas of, of, of everyone who helped <laughs> helped Star Wars sort of survive George Lucas. Mm, right. I know. I know that's a terrible thing to say, um, but there it is. You know? <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! You know, it's, it's not necessarily a secret, and I don't think that you know, because for a minute there, um, a long minute, um, as Timothy Zahn might say, a long minute uh, or a handful of hearties. Um, let's see. Hmm. A long moment. There we go. Yeah, but I'm sorry. I I finally read um, the uh, the uh, heir to the empire and the uh, mm. the Thrawn trilogy, as it were. Right. And, and I have a lot of respect for for those stories. They were so weird to read, though. Um, now that you know we've we've got this new trilogy going. Um, right. But, but Thrawn is Thrawn is canon now, isn't yeah, he? He was featured yeah, on yeah, Rebels, maybe. Yeah, and I haven't read the new book. Timothy Zahn wrote a new book. I think it's called just Thrawn. Um, but I'm, mm. yeah, it just jumped in my head as I'm reading these things, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, but, but he would use those phrases like oh, once gosh. every page, and it just <laughs> it was like nails on a chalkboard to me. Make you roll your eyes a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it was still pretty good. I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to say that, that it was garbage. Of course. <laughs> Based on that alone. It's but, better than the prequels, right? Uh, um, yes. You know, there are a lot of things that are better <laughs> than the prequels. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I was going to say something really disgusting, but I'll let you. Hey, know. I almost was too. Yeah. Well, use your imaginations, boys and girls. Any, any any horrible, disgusting, depraved thing that you can imagine is still probably better than the prequels. Mm-hmm. God, <laughs> I hate Don't those dwell movies. On the prequels, I hate them. No. I hate them so much. Did, did you? Did I tell you? I'm sure I told you when before the Force Awakens came out. Um, my wife and I, we were going to watch the Machete Order. Yeah, which for those unfamiliar with it is to watch. Episode four, episode five, and then once Luke's parentage is revealed that Darth Vader is his father, then to go back and watch the prequels, but leave off episode one. So episode four, episode five, jump back to episode two and episode three, 
and then move on to Return of the Jedi Episode Six. And so for someone who's never seen it before, it's got this like ominous um, dread going on of like, oh, no, now that we've seen what happened to his father, could Luke also turn to the dark side? And it's really interesting. However, we were going to do that. <laughs> we watched Episode Four and Episode Five. We put on Episode Two. We got roughly to the part where Anakin drives through the power couplings in his um, flying car. And then I turned to my wife and said, do we really want to watch these? We don't have to. <laughs> and she agreed. She said, no, let's turn it off. <laughs> and then we just moved on to Return of the Jet. That was a great choice. That was an excellent life decision. I agree. Because I wouldn't have gotten four or so hours back from two and three. No, and you're just, they're so irrelevant. You just really don't need, you just mm -hmm. don't need it. You know, no. that's a shame. All right. Well, we're, you know what? I, I will be, um, I'm, I'm going to go on record and say I would be just fine living the rest of my life, never watching one of those movies again, ever. <laughs> and Gasp. yeah, that's, there you go. Don't need it. Um, I've got my, I've got my own story in my head that's canon to me, um, as far as how all of that went. It's tasteful, it's succinct, it's, uh, and it's just awesome. So I'm gonna, you know, just keep that in the, uh, the old mind palace. Mind palace. Please do. I will. Um, so yeah, um, well, that's, that's really all I've got as far as, uh, my expectations and, and hopes for The Last Jedi. I, I can tell you that I, I hope that it's good. Um, I don't doubt that mm -hmm. it will be. Um, I would like to see the green lightsaber. I really would. Right. Surely he still has. Oh, yeah, you would think. Um, for a second, I was going to oh. say no, he tossed it. But I, I think that I want to say oh, he got it back because gone. when he goes back to um, Endor to join... Han and Leia and the others, I think that he still has it on his belt. I feel like that's right. I think it I is. I couldn't tell you without watching it. Guess I'm going to have to watch him again. Oh, no. I know. Yeah, I'm going to watch I'm The Force Awakens pretty soon here. Uh, I meant to watch it last night and maybe the night before, but that didn't happen for whatever reason. Um, oh, mm -hmm. I think it's um, because we were experimenting with, uh, with some of the uh, hardware, software here. And that kind of right, ran right. Up, and um, and down for a little bit, but mm, at least everything is. <laughs> and uh, Woo! yeah, I'm I'm happy. And uh, you know, well, with that being said, William, um, I'm really glad that that we finally got a moment to catch up and uh, and talk about Star Wars and the Last Jedi because we don't have very long until it comes out. Very true. It's the fifteenth. Does that sound right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Fifteenth. We're gonna go see wow. it at ten forty p.m. Um, December 14th. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to see it until almost two weeks later. Wow. And why is that again? Um, I, I'm assuming you must well, have a very good reason. Well, call it a very good reason. I, I just call it more like a good reason. Okay. But it's because I don't want to take any time off work. Um, and I want to see it in IMAX, which means oh, driving away yeah. is which I could do on a weekend day, but I also want it to die it down a little bit mm. when I go see it in IMAX because I saw The Force Awakens in IMAX 
um, less than a week after it had come out, mm-hmm. and the theater was packed. Yeah. Um, and I had bought my tickets a month before, but determined a day after the release, and it was still packed. Yeah. It was completely full. And I want to give it a little more time. Um, I will say I'm going to have to be careful to avoid yeah, spoilers. Yeah, you're going to have to basically movie. just you're going to have to just live outside. Um, you know, <laughs> throw your phone away, boss. <laughs> Cause right. you know, it's like with the game of Thrones, the walking dead, all that stuff. Uh, you know, we were always behind, um, you know, mm-hmm. because of, uh, whatever. And, uh, you know, I would just like, be like, Oh, let's check Facebook and see. Oh, God damn it. You know, it's like people <laughs> will just, just tell you what happened, you know, not even be like, Oh man, it was so cool when that one thing happened, but I won't say anything. It was just like, Oh, you know, this one thing happened and this person died. And, and uh, it's just like, oh. you know, you're a son of a bitch. I'm like, that's, that's what you are. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Man. I mean, I don't play when it comes to the spoilers. I will defriend you. Don't, you know, don't, don't think <laughs> that I won't. I don't care how long I've known you or how good of friends we are. I've done it too. There are people, there are people that I know very well that, that we're not friends anymore on Facebook. I wonder if they know that. Well, this, <laughs> is that petty? <laughs> petty pettier than petty rose. Yeah, well, it's out there now. If you if you you know look 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 for Grayson Marcon on Facebook, see if we're still friends. And if we're not, it's probably because you said something <laughs> fucking dumb on Facebook and and gave away a spoiler. I mean, you know, womp, womp. just saying. I I will say nothing from Facebook spoiled it, spoiled anything from the Force Awakens for me. Uh, I can't remember if it was, I think it was maybe Imgur, mm-hmm. uh, which I mostly look at what's called the front page, which is the most popular posts float to the top based on upvotes. And there are plenty of people trying to downvote spoilers mm-hmm. uh, when stuff like this come out. But I think something slipped through and it started as just another funny gif thing of like a dog or something doing something funny. And then smash cut to Han Solo being stabbed. Oh, and God, that is, I was very upset. That is insidious. It is. <laughs> it's awful. It was, it was awful. I didn't know that that was spoiled for you. Yeah. It, oh, no. I mean, I wasn't heartbroken because I kind of figured something yeah. was going to happen to him. Um, and I didn't see, as soon as I saw red lightsaber and Harrison Ford, I closed it. So I didn't see anything like oh, who so I was just like, oh, yep, pretty sure that was Han Solo getting killed. Oh, God. I will, Good night, everybody. I'll find you. I will kill you. <laughs> God. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. We're, you're, you're right. I'm going to have to just, just going to have to, mm. God be with you. I'm, I'm, thanks. Um, maybe we can go see it earlier, but, but chances are it's going to be after Christmas. Um, maybe the 26th or 27th well, I will of December. do my best to curb my enthusiasm, so to speak. Uh, when it comes to comes to the film, and and uh, I I won't give anything away. I solemnly curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to curb my enthusiasm. Simmer, simmer down. <laughs> right on. Keep a lid on. Uh, it. Well, no, feel feel free to tell me how much you enjoyed Absolutely. it or didn't enjoy it. Well, I'm sure that um, I'm sure I'll put together a little show, maybe a one-off um, for all of you guys out there um, to just kind of you know, if you are like Will, can't get to see it immediately, it'll amp up the enthusiasm you don't have to curb your enthusiasm we (laughs) enhance it (laughs) y'all enjoy that yes yes i'm sure 
But uh, anyway, Will, um, that's just about all the time that we've got. I want to thank you again for for taking your time and uh, being here with us tonight. It's my pleasure. Yeah, I'm very happy to to be here. Good. All right. Well, hopefully you'll be back, and uh, this will be the first of of many times you join us on the show. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. All right, sir. Well, again, thanks for being here, and we'll talk to you again soon. You got it. Score another one for the Sleeping Giant podcast, y'all. Once again, thanks, Will, for joining me. I'm so glad we were finally able to make that happen. Uh, Guys, it had been a long time coming. We had been talking about doing that forever, but we're both just so incredibly busy that uh, it's just very difficult sometimes. But fortunately, our schedules did converge, and uh, we were able to give you the show that you just listened to. So I'm I'm very happy about that. And I also want to say that if you enjoy listening to the Sleeping Giant podcast, you really need to check out my brother's project. It's called Critics Critique. It's a group of uh, him and a couple of other guys, and their Facebook page describes them as a channel dedicated to filtering the impact of impulsive uh, mass critical responses, and they weigh in on the critics' and average audience-goers' opinions in mass. So they have a couple episodes up now. I believe they're discussing uh, Blade, the new Blade Runner movie, as well as Batman versus Superman. So if you again, if you enjoy this, definitely check those guys out. You can find them on Facebook and YouTube. It's Critics Critique. Before we wrap this up, guys, I want to mention that I did finish Ken Liu's book, The Legends of Luke Skywalker, after I had the opportunity to speak with Will. And before we close this episode, I'm going to say that we were completely and 100% accurate as far as one aspect of our discussion was concerned, or is concerned, I should say. I'm not going to point out which one, but suffice it to say that I am very, very much looking forward to this film, as I'm sure you all are. I cannot wait. We'll see you in the cinema come Thursday, December 14th, or December 15th, uh, whichever that comes to be. So until next time, guys. <laughs>